Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I want you all to go home now and have a very Merry Christmas. It's Christmas. Aren't you a long way from home? Baby, please come home. You better get home. Yeah! Anyone the heck home? Oh, baby, please come home. I should be getting home. I'll be home for Christmas. Slamming doors and screaming curses? You can count. That I would have gone home for the holidays. Oh, please come home for Christmas. You're just bastard people, and I'm going home, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna bite my pillow. It's what I'm gonna do. You want to go look for the mistletoe? Fine with me, but we'd have to go to the home of people who kiss. Uh, I'm in charge now. Everyone, go home. Hey, it is Christmas. We better get home. From our dysfunctional home to yours, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays from all of us at the Bob and Sherry Show. Now, here's Bob and Sherry. Oh, yes, my friends, you're in the right place. It is the Bob and Sherry Show. Doc is here, and Lamar, and Max, and Bob, and Sherry. We're glad to have you along with us, especially this time of the year. We all enjoy uh, being on the air, I think, this time of the year. More than any other, it's just uh, it's just fun. I was looking at how you can save money by changing your lifestyle, at the first of the year, you know, people have these New Year's resolutions. Nine out of ten of them uh, fail after 12 days. But don't let that get you down. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. You know, you know how much money you would save at the end of the month if you gave up cigarettes? Um, no, because oh, I don't know point. what they cost now. It would have to be a lot. It would have to be a ton. I don't know exactly what they cost. But according to this, if you have an 11 day a week 11 cigarettes a day for a month 11 cigarettes a day that's your habit so you're not going there's 20 cigarettes in a pack you're not going through the whole pack but you're going through more than uh, half of it that will run you right around 195 dollars at the end of the month that's some real money that is some real most, and I know most people are, most people that smoke smoke more than that I, I i would go ahead and figure that as a pack a day that's what most people would smoke. I would think. You think really most people smoke yeah, a pack a day? Don't you I know my so, old Max? man was more than that. Mm, yeah, probably. When I did, that's yeah. probably about what I smoked. Yeah. I, I still am kind of uh, not really shocked, but surprised when I see somebody smoking. I was thinking about that the other day. I think I have seen out in the wild maybe three people smoking in the last, say, two or three yeah. weeks. You mean like cigarettes, not vapes cigarettes. or anything? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Old yeah. school cigarettes? Old school cigarettes, right. 
I'm with you. I mostly see people hitting vapes. I, I can't remember the last time I saw somebody light up an old school cigarette. I mean, I don't, I mean, I guess I don't get out much to places where that would, because you're not allowed to smoke anywhere. Where are you allowed to no. smoke now? Except, um, you know, what, huddled what, by what, the dumpster what? behind the building where you work. Where else are you <laughs> yeah. allowed to smoke? That's it. That's the only place. And some businesses are frowning on that because it looks nasty or smells nasty. And, I'm, you know, if you're a smoker, we're not dumping on you. I wish you would stop. I know it's very hard. I uh, I smoked for a while, and it was uh, one of the best things I ever did to give it up. So maybe take another shot at it with uh, a New Year's resolution. I think the only way to do it, re- well, I shouldn't say this, and any way you can find. For me, it was cold turkey. Just Yeah, I think it's different for everybody. It's funny, when yeah. you brought this up, I thought, well, who really smokes? I know a lot of people do. I know you- they do. But yeah, they do. of course they do. They Of course, there are tons of smokers still, but... Yeah. I mostly see them using vapes. And honestly, now, like when I see somebody hitting a vape, I don't know what they're hitting. Is that nicotine? Is that cannabis? Is that Delta yeah, 8? Is it cinnamon that oil? That is so true. That like, is I don't so know true. what you're smoking, Grandma. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. But you're right. An old school cigarette? Or a, when was the last time you saw somebody light up a pipe? Oh wow! God, I miss that. I can't. Though. That is very cool, though. I love them. I love somebody smoking a pipe. That's so cool. I like it. it smells I good. Can, I can't cool. remember the last time. <clears throat> I mean, I think it's been decades since I saw somebody I think, light I, a pipe. I, sadly, I think pipes are dead. Bob, tell me what your theory is about a pipe smoker. Yeah, because you know you have feelings about a pipe smoker. <clears throat> He's a lazy <laughs> fan. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting there just rocking on his heels, holding the pipe, puffing on the pipe, mind someplace else, you know. This is not the go-to guy you call on if the building's on fire. Bob, I'm going to just push back very gently on your assault on pipe smokers as lazy because I just don't, Uh I don't see it. So like, you know, like a cigarette's pretty simple. My dad could saddle a horse with a cigarette clamped in his jaws, right? But a pipe smoker? No, they put work into it. First, they go to the special store and they buy the special pipe tobacco. And they either have to buy a pipe or clean a pipe. Then they have to come home. They have to put on a cardigan sweater. They have to build a roaring fire. They have to pour a glass of whiskey. They have to pack the pipe and tamp down the tobacco. Then they have to light the pipe. They have to puff on it a little bit to get it going. You don't see a person who's a pipe smoker smoking their pipe while changing the oil or even cutting the grass because pipe smoking is a whole body, whole brain activity. And yeah. pipe smokers are fully committed to the whole ritual and show of it. Whereas I anybody guess. can just light up a smoke and, you know, stick it in their mouth and commence to getting on with the getting on. Right. Yeah. But it, I don't know. It, it, it's just so involved. It's like he's in his own world, the pipe smoker. You know, he's sitting there thinking about something, cocking his head. I don't know. That's not All lazy. I, I I understand what you're saying. That and is. I'll, I'll agree with is, Mark. With with uh, with Lamar, it does smell good sometimes. It does. Smell yes. Good. That is how the pipe smoker gets over, right? They need. Yeah. They can't just jump up and help you with whatever. They're in the middle right. of enjoying their pipe. These people are geniuses. They're not lazy. 
It's Bob and Sherry. Prizes, special guests, the Bob and Sherry Facebook Live Tree Lighting Extravaganza this Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. Here's Bob and Sherry. Don't forget to join us this Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook Live. We will be doing our annual tree lighting. We're also giving away five holiday gift boxes with goodies like Landon Lacey Jewelry, the Scone Goddess, Maine Needham's, Check Feather and Down Company, and Dina Bean Children's Book. See you Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. So I was looking at pictures of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey together, and I'm very invested in that love story. I'm such a Swifty, and I'm a big Travis Kelsey fan, and it seems real. Like Max said when they first got together, Max goes, I got a feeling these two are going to end up married. And at first I was like, oh, that's so soon. But Max, I'm starting to come around to your whole Taylor and Travis are going to end up together kind of vibe. And there's been some controversy, obviously, over Time Magazine naming Taylor Swift the person of the year. Um, Although it is sort of nice to have kind of a ray of bright, glittery, optimistic sunshine at a very dark time in the world. So there's that. And I Mm -hmm. was thinking about I was thinking about how really awful it was in the moment when Kanye interrupted Taylor at the VMAs back in 2009. And I only bring it up because it's in the Time Magazine article, the right. impact that that had on her. She was 17 years old. And, and then I got to thinking about how the whole story back then was what Kanye did when the story really maybe should have been about what Beyonce did. Because Beyonce, when she was brought up to the stage to accept an award, she pulled Taylor Swift up there and gave up her time so that Taylor could have her moment. And since I know that was a long time ago and a lot of folks don't remember it, let me refresh your memory. Here is the moment in 2009 when Kanye um, interrupted Taylor at the VMAs. And the Moon Man for best female video goes to... Taylor Swift. Thank you so much. I always dreamed about what it would be like to maybe win one of these someday, but I never actually thought that would happen. Uh, I sing country music, so thank you so much for giving me a chance to win a VMA award. I. Yo, Taylor, I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. One of the best videos of all time. So, you know, that became the story. (laughs) Yeah, that became the story. And that was the first big public red flag that uh, Kanye was not okay. But the story became all about Kanye, Kanye, Kanye. And I wish the story had been all about Beyonce, 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 and one queen supporting another. So this is what happened when, a little bit later in the night, Beyonce came up to the stage. This is amazing. I remember being 17 years old, up for my first MTV award with Destiny's Child, and it was one of the most exciting moments in my life. So I'd like for Taylor to come out and have her moment. Um, maybe 
this was the real story. Maybe we could try this again. Right? And then she thanks her team and her fans. And that was the real story. The way that Beyonce was so gracious and helping a younger artist on the way up, the way yeah. the audience responded both to right. Beyonce yeah. and to Taylor's win, that, that's mm -hmm. the real story. Isn't it interesting mm -hmm. that that's not yeah. the story anybody remembers? About well, that incident. Um, the news does not carry another plane landed safely. They're always looking for controversy. It's just the nature of that business. And the show business news is even worse. You know what? You know, it's really fascinating. That's years and years ago. Who are the two biggest touring acts right now in the world? Taylor and Those Beyonce. Two. Taylor yep. and Beyonce. Everybody went yeah. home. A multimillionaire. So that that's the good news. That's the good news. Both of their careers flourished with their followers, their audience, and uh, they seem to be really together people. Yup. And that is such a great example of, of women supporting women. You know, instead of knocking yeah. Taylor's crown, she fixed it for her and made sure. Yeah. Because Beyonce knew Beyonce knew what Kanye had taken from Taylor. Right, right. And when the camera cut, when he said, Beyonce had the best video of all time, the camera cut to Beyonce. And Beyonce was like, oh, what are you doing? Like, she was not Horrible pleased. position. Yeah. She was not pleased. So I thought it was interesting with, with all this time that's mm -hmm. passed and looking at where mm -hmm. Taylor and Beyonce are to see where Taylor and Beyonce were. Morons in the News is next. It's Bob and Sherry. Morons in the News is sponsored by Lowe's. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's knows pros. Do it. Let's go. Go. Bob and Sherry. Idiot. With Morons in the News. Who doesn't love a small town Christmas parade? Aren't they great? You know, especially in a smaller town, you've got maybe Santa showed up, right? And the fire department have their engines and all the kids are so excited. And the VFW float goes by with all the veterans. It's just fantastic. Who doesn't love that? I'll tell you who doesn't love that. Douglas Moore, 43 years old. He was arrested after he allegedly fired off several shots during the Middleburg, Florida Christmas parade because he became, quote, agitated at what parade goers were doing. And what were they doing? Were they coming on Mr. Douglas's, uh, Mr. Moore, rather's uh, property? No, they were not. They didn't step one foot on his driveway or his lawn. They were just standing there watching the parade go by. And he went out left his property, pulled out his handgun, and in the middle of the parade, fired off several rounds because the whole parade was making him agitated. I don't know why he was agitated. He was drunk as a skunk, and there's nothing like a drunk guy with a pistol at the Christmas parade. Thank God. Thank God. The SWAT team showed up in a minute and took that guy down. He is in jail. Thank God nobody was hurt. Holy smoke. I mean, you what have is got happening? to know that your crankiness is fully out of control if you're opening fire at the Christmas parade. Just at the Christmas parade? You. Come at the, on. How long is it? 
It's going to go by your house in about 10 minutes. 10 minutes. That's all you got to do, bud. And nobody was stepping on your lawn because we all know, oh, nowadays you can't turn into somebody's driveway and back up if you're going the wrong way. Somebody's going to come out heavy. Oh, that is God. felonious crankiness. <laughs> that's just totally. beyond, beyond. Yeah, yeah that's is, right. It is. You know, the Danish police have wound up issuing a warning to drivers, urging them to refrain from using their toasters to warm up electric vehicle batteries. The caution comes in the aftermath of an incident in southern Denmark where a car was destroyed and a nearby house was damaged after a driver employed this very unconventional method. The police strongly discourage such practices, emphasizing the sensitivity of EV batteries to temperature variations, which can adversely affect their efficiency. The cause of this fire is most likely to be found in the toaster that the owner of the car had placed under the front of his car to keep the battery warm. The incident occurred uh, outside of Copenhagen. Fortunately, there were no injuries except for the car, and it, uh, it, it, it burned it to the ground. It remains unclear whether the damaged Ooh. house belonged to the vehicle owner or the neighbor. So as a consequence of this incident, the car owner is now liable to face a fine as a result of the ill-fated attempt to heat the EV batteries. Here's a lesson. Bagels, yes. Batteries, no. When it comes to a toaster. Okay? <laughs> bagels, yes. Batteries, no. And finally, in morons in the news, Flagler County deputies in Florida say, here's a Florida man that took self-checkout too far. He walked into the Walmart um, in Palm Coast, Florida, and he went to the self-checkout line and lifted the entire cash register and left with it. (laughs) What? He did. He He took the whole thing off? He took it <laughs> yep and they saw him in surveillance walking out with an, under his arm he was um he had a beard and a red shirt but this is not santa okay this is not santa <laughs> no. stealing the entire cash register my brother i get your frustration with self-checkout but this is not the way to go and of course because of the store surveillance they have a really good face shot of him hunched over because it's heavy and trying to get the thing out of the store. We'll get that posted up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook coming up on today's show. Everyone needs a laugh with the very funny comic Jen Cober. Some very, very, very bad naughty list buffet behavior. It's Bob and Sherry. Hey everyone, I'm Sergeant Anders from the Utah Air National Guard. I'm originally from Alaska, but I've always been a huge fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. Just wanted to say to everybody on the team, happy holidays, good luck, hope to see you at the Super Bowl, and most importantly, go birds, fly eagles fly! Here's Bob and Sherry. You know, everybody's wondering what happened to the company Christmas parties. Well, COVID happened and it shut everything down. Slowly but surely, though, some companies are beginning to bring them back. And... At least one out of four of us lays awake at night worrying about either what we did at a Christmas party or we're afraid about what we're going to do at the Christmas party. <laughs> uh, venues venues are opening them up, but they have a big surge in parties now. But here's the deal. People have forgot. There's always those few people that go to the Christmas party and they at free liquor, man. Free liquor, free wine, free beer. Yeah. That free alcohol is a yeah. dangerous proposition. 
because it you're is. sitting there calculating, oh my gosh, I'm saving money. I'm saving money. No, no, no. This is this is the time to drink half of what you think you want to drink because right. you're at your party. People yeah. remember what happened. This is not a great time to hook up in the closet. This is not a great time <laughs> to tell your boss exactly what you think about him. This is not a great time. This is a great time to be quiet, okay? Yeah. Have, have yeah, you a yeah. glass of wine. Have you a cocktail. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Don't dance too much. Don't do anything too much. If there's ever been a time for moderation in everything you do, it is <laughs> at the right. company Christmas party. Now, if you want to eat too many shrimp, okay, don't make a big deal about it. But don't put any shrimp in your pocket. Don't do none of that. Don't do anything that's going to attract attention. Make sure that you're the least memorable person at the Christmas party. That is your goal. You're not the highlight. Yes. No, he's you're right. You're not the main attraction. You're, you're not the guy that's responsible for the entertainment. Shut up. Sit down. Don't drink too much. If you would follow my instructions, you will have a job. Yeah. Here's what you're shooting ahead, for, Jay. for people to go, was Lamar at the Christmas party? I don't remember. Yeah. That's yeah. what you're shooting yeah. for. Yeah. There right. you go. I really there don't see is. that happening, no, but there you go. Right. All right. <laughs> this is Bob and Sherry. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by Exergen. Accuracy matters, so make Exergen the chosen thermometer for your home and family. It's time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Jen Kober. I love going home, too, because I get to see my nieces. So sweet. And they love my cell phone. They love my cell phone because they use it as a camera. They love to take pictures of every, themselves. Everything. They, they just got a pet rabbit for Easter. I don't know if y'all uh, understand how many pictures of this rabbit we need, but it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of pictures of the rabbit. And they figured out that the camera, you know, you can flip it to take a picture of the the rabbit, and then they flip it back to take a picture of them, picture of the rabbit, picture of them, picture of the rabbit. And if they start that back and forth with the camera going too fast, it freezes up. And the little one got mad. She was like, Aunt Jen, it's not working! I was like, Miss Ma'am, do you know what I had to go through at your age to take a picture? <laughs> it was a lot of click. Crank, 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 click, crank, crank, like 30-something times. You didn't know what you had to be. You didn't get to see it right away. You sent that away for a week. A week. You could have had 32 pictures of your finger. You didn't know. <laughs> and finally, after years of that, they came up with one-hour processing. Remember? Oh, you're only going to have to wait one hour for your pictures. Tell me to wait an hour now for my pictures. I will beat you like biscuit dough on Sunday. Don't you even try that with me. I have a real weakness when it comes to trying to be healthy. It's, um, it's Girl Scout cookies. I love... I love Girl Scout cookies. And look, my, my, my little nieces were selling the Girl Scout cookies this year. There are 17 different kinds of Girl Scout cookies today. Do you know that? When I was a kid, there were four. Four. Two syllables. Four. There was the Lorna Dune, right? A shortbread cookie. I don't know who Lorna Dune was, but the woman made a delicious cookie. <laughs> there was the uh, peanut butter, 
tagalog is what it's called. It's a peanut butter on top of that shortbread cookie dunked in chocolate. Thank you. <laughs> Breakfast of champions. <laughs> There's the thin mint. Yes. Which I think we can all agree is to be eaten straight out of the freezer. And you know what? You, we have skinny girls to thank for that. Yes. Here's what happened. A skinny girl bought a box of Thin Mints and she was like, I'll never be able to eat all these at once. <laughs> How will I keep them fresh? And then her skinny mama was like, put them in the freezer. And then her fat friend came over and was like, don't you have anything to eat in this house? She pulled the cookies from the freezer that girl ate them and was happy and shared it with the world. So, you're welcome. You're welcome. But the champion Girl Scout cookie, the best one of them all, is the Samoa. Named that because after you eat a box, you want Samoa of them. It's a shortbread cookie shaped like a ring with toasted coconut and caramel on top drizzled in chocolate to be put on your finger like a ring and eaten into a smaller ring. What I like to do is put one on each finger and eat them in rapid succession and whichever finger finishes first gets another cookie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's <Damn>. so funny. <laughs> Beat you like biscuit dough on Sunday. That sounds I'm like sorry. something Lamar probably heard as a kid. Yeah, that's right. Ooh-wee. We will get that posted uh, up at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Click the menu tab. Look for Everyone Needs a Laugh. It's Bob and Sherry. At the Bob and Sherry Show, everyone knows that Bob Lacey is the self-proclaimed mayor of Christmas Village because of his great Christmas spirit. I've just decided not to send out Christmas cards. Bob, Bob, Bob. Well, the mayor of Christmas Village wants Bob and Sherry listeners all over the land to get all the presents this year. Of course, Bob won't actually be buying the gifts. Bob, Bob, Bob. But you already knew that. Presenting the 12 Days of Christmas. We'll select one lucky listener to win a Bob and Sherry swag box since Bob's not actually paying for it. Bob, Bob, Bob. We're just going to grab a few things off the shelf and send them to you. There are water bottles, coffee mugs, grocery bags, beach balls, pens, keychains, and more. A lot of stuff you can buy at the Bob and Sherry store at bobandsherry.com. It's a 12 Days of Christmas celebration. Bob Lacey style. Just enter at the contest page at bobandsherry.com prizes special guests the bob and sherry facebook live tree lighting extravaganza this thursday night at 7 p.m eastern here's bob and sherry welcome ladies and gentlemen to the world of bob and sherry what a magical world it is celebrities (laughs) passing by spending time with us telling us their tales Treated by management like kings and queens. Oh, absolutely. Anything we want. It's all a part of the world of Bob and Sherry. And we would like to share just a moment of the sort of offers that we get because we are so beloved. 
Sherry, I don't know what the <laughs> latest offer is. What all is the latest offer to the world of Bob and Sherry? Well, it's a good one, Bob. And I'll, I'll have you know, I turned down George and Amal Clooney to make room for this. I received uh-huh. an email sent to the show from Darnell Sharperson. And he says, I'm reaching out with a timely segment idea. Did you know that indoor air pollution peaks on Christmas Day, primarily due to the preparation of holiday meals? Did you know there are a lot of health risks associated with cardiovascular and respiratory illnesses? It's evident that indoor air quality during the holidays needs attention. So they have offered us um, an expert in indoor air quality to talk to our audience about utilizing air purifiers, uh, retaining from using harsh chemicals, no smoking, clean your house, especially before folks come over, keep an eye on humidity levels. And then Darnell says, sound good? <laughs> I Sounds said, like a Marconi gosh, to me, Sherry. I said, Sounds like I a said, Marconi. Oh my, oh my gosh, during this time of the year where we aim to be super festive, I think doing a segment on how your cooking is destroying the indoor air quality and killing your mamma, what says the holidays more? So Darnell has um, invited us to reach out, and he will supply an expert on these subjects. Why so are we guys, so blessed? Listen, just let me know. Listen, listen. Know. I'm no expert. I'm no expert. But I come from a time when Christmas morning was there. They would be like aunts and uncles, and they'd be. Let's just say there's nine to ten people in the room with me while I'm opening up my Christmas present. I'm the only living, breathing human being that is not smoking a cigarette at that time. I'm completely (laughs) encircled by family members smoking as hard as they can go. We couldn't even spell ceiling fan, much less afford one. So we didn't have a ceiling fan or nothing. It's just a dead length of smoke just hanging in the air. It's like you in one of them old movies where a murderer was coming across a bridge and you couldn't see him. (laughs) And I I breathe. I mean, right now. When we have Christmas, yeah. nobody's smoking. Everybody's sitting yeah. around. The lights are on. Ceiling fan. I mean, I don't know. I, if I made it through that, I think I'm good right now. I, I, you know, I you are dead so years ago. right. You are so right. This, this is. I'm going to back you up on this. There was a period, a brief period, where I smoked cigarettes. My brother smoked. My mother smoked, and my father smoked. <laughs> And I went to visit them. I think I was about 23, something like that. And I went to visit them. They lived about an hour and a half away. And so my father's got a fire going there and um, everybody's smoking. My mother's got one going. My father's got the camp with a Micronite filter going. I forgot what I was smoking. My brother's smoking. My brother smoked like one after another. And at one point, my father, who was the most voracious smoker of all, looked across the room and he said, Boy, I can't even see. Um, I better open, get some natural in. That's that's his phrase for uh, outdoor air. We need to get some natural in here with with so many smokers. And I well, thought to myself, you got to like, stop. You got to stop, man. It sounds like the two of you having poor indoor air quality that threatens your health and well-being is a Christmas tradition. Maybe we should have this interview on the show. Bring it on. What do you think, Lamar? Bring it on. Oh, yeah. For others. Yeah, ain't nothing for me. I, nothing, nothing. I have not thought about this in a million years, but when I was little, so I'm trying to think how old I would have been, maybe six or seven, 
My mom handed me a carton of Pall Malls and let me wrap it up for my father's <laughs> Christmas present. Oh, wow. And nothing, nothing says Merry Christmas, Daddy, like your six-year-old giving you a carton of smokes. <laughs> I gave a cart. Listen to this. I can't believe you just said this. I gave a carton of Pall Malls to my first wife's father, who famously, and he was proud of this, would light one in the morning and not need a match the rest of the day because it was put out one, light one, put out one, keep the next one going. It just was My constant. daddy always did that. He lit, yeah. he lit the next one off the first one, always. Next always. one off the first wow. one. And so I gave him a carton of Paul Mall cigarettes. I can see it. I can see it in my eyes. And for Christmas, Paul Mall had special Christmas wrapping on the cartons that oh, had yeah. a holly. Holly yeah. in the corner. Merry well, the box Christmas. Was, the box was already red. All Philip uh, Morris needed to do was slap a festive holly leaf on it. Ho, 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 everybody. That's what they did. That's what they did. As a kid, this was one of my greatest things. I've told you all this before. It's been years. My mom bought a Laredo cigarette making machine, and she set me down at the table. And I had all the papers and everything, and I'm no. sitting there making cigarettes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you can still buy it. I just looked it up on the internet, the Laredo cigarette machine. You'd put the tobacco in, you'd put this thing in, you'd slide it, it would push it through, and it'd come out the other end with the filter on it, and you'd go to the next one. I sat hey. there for hours. I was so excited. It was so fun. <laughs> hey, right now, there are some red-eyed cousins that were saying, I'd like to get that for Christmas. <laughs> And they're not, hey, right they're not now, the Department of Social Services is opening a file. <laughs> yeah, that's right. God, well, it sounds we like it sounds like just based on y'all's experiences that I need to reach out to Darnell here and tell him we very much enjoy a festive like segment that. on poor indoor air quality. It's Bob and Sherry. Hello, I'm Captain Howie from the 112th Mobile Public Affairs Detachment, Wisconsin Army National Guard. I'm sending my holiday greetings to my friends and family back home. Here's Bob and Sherry. I don't know if y'all have really gotten out and done any shopping um, this time of the year. I, I tend to do so much of it online, but I went out and hit like five different stores yesterday into the night, right? Wow. And I had, I saw the, yeah, I saw the cutest thing happened in one of these stores it was the last store i went into i'd never i've driven i've driven past it a gazillion times and i've always said to myself i should go see what that's all about you know how in every town there's that one business that you drive by and think i should go see what that's all about but you never do i have been driving by this store for probably 10 years going Mm -hmm. wonder what that's all about i should go in there so i finally got around to it. it was my last stop last night and um, it's just one of these little cute stores that sells everything from um, T-shirts that say festive to Christmas ornaments to little crystal angels and baby yeah. books. You know the kind little I'm talking gi- about. Little gift so, store. Yeah, right. Yeah, a little bit of everything. So I went in there thinking, well, you know, got a couple people on my list that I might be able to find just the perfect little something for. And I'm looking around and I mean, there's just a gazillion things to look at, right? looking around and a man comes in the store behind me and he's shopping too. And Lamar, you'd have loved him. He was a talkie man. So the, the employee at the store said, welcome, let me know if you need any help. And he said, I always need help. 
without my wife by my side, I don't know what I'm looking at. It's like, oh, wait, let me, <laughs> let me dial up my attention to this. So I whip around and I was expecting to see an older guy because doesn't that sound like the sort of thing like an older guy says? That's exactly oh, what I thought. without my wife in here, I don't know yeah. what I'm doing. They've been together so forever, whipping, yeah. Yeah, I'm whipping around expecting to see someone who looks a little bit like, I don't know, Arnold Palmer, Right. And instead, it's this millennial dude who couldn't have been but maybe 36, 37 years old. Really? And I looked at him and I, and I was like, oh, I am not going anywhere. This guy, this guy is in his 30s, but he's rolling like he's in his 50s or 60s. This is a very special husband indeed. And so the employee laughs and says, oh, we hear that a lot. Oh, let us know. And, and he, he goes, here she comes now. And so I watch and his wife walks in. She walks up to him and they're like a kissy face. And the store was I, at this point, I'm like, OK, I have they're filming a commercial or this is like a <laughs> hidden camera reality show. And no one asked me to sign a release. Nobody really does this. And so they're like, and she's like, oh, I'm so glad we made it here. And he's like, I just told them that I can't make any decisions without you. He just had an affair, right, Lamar? I think that's what it is. He just had an affair. Yeah, yeah. He's overcompensating. (laughs) Exactly. So I don't Either that or he's, listen, my friend, he's given up early. He's just given up early. It was the cutest thing. And I didn't, I suffer from this. There should be a name for the problem you have when you can't discreetly eavesdrop. Like I'm apparently turning and I'm staring at them with my giant grouper eyes and my jaw hanging open because the employee of the store sees me and says, oh, I'm sorry. Did you have a question? And I was like, I have so many. I have so many questions. (laughs) What's their scene? Well, the guy could just be a really well-balanced Man who doesn't have a wisp of misogyny in his body. He's a new generation coming on, taking over, and this is the man of the future. Or uh, they just got married, and it's the glow of the honeymoon. Or he just got caught I, having an affair. It's It's got to be one of those three. I think that they, I think I saw in the wild the couple that they make the Hallmark movies about. Because they they did some shopping to get they did once his wife got there um, there were questions and they made some decisions and they bought some things and the employee offered to gift wrap them and uh, they were like no we'll wrap the husband's like I enjoy wrapping and I'm over here like again sir oh my god where is the clipboard with the release so that I can be in a Christmas magic on the Hallmark Channel. These not not really only was he exist. having an affair, he was having an affair with her sister. Her as mother? You, Are you kidding? Yeah, or the mother. When I heard the gift wrapping, how much he loves. They were hey, the hey, cutest you, little thing. They were. You, you say that he's just given up. Sometimes total complete surrender early in the war is the most least painful thing. Yeah, you, you may be right. It. I mean, we Just all give up. Lay down the arms. Yes. Yeah, we all, we all give up eventually. So why eventually. fight the fight? Just go ahead and throw the flag up and say, pass me the scotch tape. I can't wait to fold this corner and just go on with it. 
Or yeah. maybe, just maybe, these two people found each other in the vast sea of humanity and they are that happy and they really do like shopping together and he really does like wrapping presents. Why not? I mean, it's a, you know, it's a mindless yeah. little Zen task and yeah. they really are like all kissy and smoochy together. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe we're the ones that are broken. Have you thought about that? That it could be No, us? but you know what There's I did think about? us? They don't have kids yet. They don't have kids. Yet. Yeah. You know that. You yeah. know that period yeah. when you're. You know. Because you still got married. life. You still have you life. Still and hope. have life. Yeah. You still have life and hope. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you're right. It's Bob and Sherry. Prizes, special guests, the Bob and Sherry Facebook Live Tree Lighting Extravaganza this Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. Here's Bob and Sherry. Well, here's something to make you feel that you wasted your teenage years. Um, Visalia, California, a 17-year-old boy, kid named Peter Park, has just passed the California bar exam. He is 17 years old, probably the youngest person in the history of California to pass the bar exam. He took it back in July. He just got his test results, and the district attorney's office sent out a press release just now about how Peter is the youngest person to ever pass the bar exam. Now, he's very, very smart. He started high school when he was 13, a little bit early. And while he was in high school, he started his four-year JD degree at the university, the Northwestern California University School of Law. Um, at 13, he completed his college-level entry exams. Uh, he graduated in high school. graduated high school in two years instead of four and then really focused on law school. He graduated law school this year. He became a law clerk for the DA's office uh, this past August. Turned 18 a couple of weeks ago and was sworn in as an attorney. He is 17. <laughs> it's a movie. 17. It is a movie. It's a movie. It is a movie. Or a TV series. I don't want to go see it. I'm depressed just thinking. Oh my God. <laughs> so it's kind of like the lawyer Doogie Hauser. <laughs> It yeah, is. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Now, right. what would you, I mean, how fun would it be to hire this teenager to be your lawyer in some sort of a case? Just to watch the looks on everyone's faces when 18-year-old attorney Peter Park steps up to address the judge. I, I'm telling you, that's a, that is a movie. Oh yeah. What it was what be. was the Joe Pesci movie where he was uh, in a small town in the south? My cousin Re- Vinny? My cousin yeah. Vinny. It's it's sort of that sort of a movie, right? Somebody gets into trouble. It's an older person in the family. They don't have any money. They didn't do it. And so the family calls on this kid and he shows up at the jail and he's the he's the lawyer. And then of course, it's got to turn out well. He kicks the prosecutor's butt. And then they just call it my little cousin Vinny. And yeah, you've exactly. got a hit right there. It's yeah. Bob and Sherry. Prizes, special guests, the Bob and Sherry Facebook Live Tree Lighting Extravaganza this Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. Here's Bob and Sherry. It is talk back time. Now you can call us on the phone. It's always on at 844-52-SHERRY. That's 844-52-SHERRY. Or you can grab our app, which is free in Google Play in the App Store. 
And you can listen to the show and every podcast, including Talking Lamar and True Weird Stuff. And you can text the studio and you can tap the little microphone in the bottom center of the screen and talk and the app will do the rest. Hi, guys. This is Melissa calling from Australia. I was just catching up on Happy Hour. This week, you guys are talking about some different desserts. And I wanted to tell you about an Australian dessert that I discovered once I moved here that is amazing. I have been missing out on it my whole life. It's called pavlova. And basically what it is, is the cake part of it is made from meringue. And then um, there's no store-bought whipped cream over here. So every whipped cream that you have, you made from scratch, which is amazing because it's made with fresh cream and vanilla and sugar. And they whip it up and it's so creamy and so wonderful. So you spread that on the top. And then you have fruit. Um, whatever fruit you want, but usually it's like strawberries and blueberries and um, maybe some kiwi. Um, they'll put some passion fruit across the top. And it is the most fresh, wonderful Christmas dessert ever. And I absolutely love it. And so I wanted to tell you about it. So you can probably Google the recipe or look it up online. It's awesome. If you have a chance to make it, give it a go. You'll love it. Oh, and also mango on it. Yum. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. So long, mate. I've had that. That sounds good. I've had that once, and it's so, so, so delicious. You, you have? know what's what? Yeah, yeah, pavlova. Yeah, but here's what's really interesting. What you have to keep in mind. So when you think of like a Christmas dessert and all those fresh summer tropical fruits and berries, it's like, wait, what? It's summertime in Australia right now. Christmas for them. Looks more like Fourth of July for us. They celebrated the yeah. beach. Yeah, that's so right. So think about that's how exactly different. Right. Yeah, think about how different the foods are just because of the season. Like if we had Christmas in July, you would probably have corn on the cob and watermelon instead of yeah. turkey and and uh, green beans. Isn't that? Yeah, I just yeah. think that's fun to think about the way you, that you know the weather understand? and the climate shapes it. You know, I couldn't understand about that dessert is she said the uh, the actual cake part was like meringue, which is very fluffy and light. I would think a lot of that stuff on top of it would weigh it down. Well, you bake the meringue for pavlova. You bake the meringue so it becomes like a light, airy, crispy shell. Like you're thinking the meringue on like lemon meringue pie, which is sort of sticky and gooey. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. But a pavlova, you you spread the meringue out into like a, you kind of shape it into a, a, a circle and kind of smooth it out and then make a little bit of an indentation in it to hold the whipped cream and the fruit. And then you bake it until it's this light, crispy, airy, crunchy thing that when you bite into it, it just dissolves on your tongue. It's amazing. It's really good. Really it good. needs another name, though. Pavlova is a terrible name for that dessert. It's named after a woman named Anna Pavlova, who was a Russian ballerina who apparently brought it to Australia during the 1920s. I thought maybe it had something to do with the guy that had the dogs that were salivating. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) That's Pavlov. Yeah. Well, it's close enough. They call them Pavlovian, though. Yeah, right. It's affecting me. It's affecting me because I'm watering. It's affecting me. (laughs) (laughs) My mouth is watering. That does sound really good and and really sweet. Really sweet. 
But it's that's the thing about it. It really isn't because the pavlova, the the meringue part is sweet because it's just egg whites and sugar, but it's not like super sticky sweet. And then the whipped cream is not super sweet. And then the fresh fruit. I'm telling you, now I need to make it. Except the fruits are out of season for us. It's super good. Super good. You have to be careful like in the summertime if you make it. If you live in a humid place, the meringue doesn't like to set up. And you can end say, up with like a gooey marshmallow. Did she say that uh, they don't have like spray uh, cans of whipped cream? Is that what, That's what she said? She was, yeah, yeah. Hmm. In that America, seems a rough way to live, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get away with we get away with everything here. It's Bob and Sherry. Hi, I'm Daniel Langlois. I'm from 47th BSB, originally from Woodland Park, Colorado. Just wanted to wish my family and friends a happy holidays back home. Uh, Lou Leach Bias, Raven, I love you guys. Daddy, be home soon. Here's Bob and Sherry. I think Christmas is such a marker of time. And when I reflect on Christmas, I think back to various Christmases, and they generally have something big that happened. Like when I got my train set when I was about 11 years old, that was very, very exciting to wake up. The fire was going. We were in the one nice house we ever had. The train was running. That was great. And there was another one when my kids were little. We went to my ex's parents' house in Chattanooga, and they had a just giant house, giant, beautiful house they built. And there were so many presents because all of the kids were there, the cousins were there, uh, the brothers-in-laws were there. I mean, it was just, it was chaos, but it was really, really a lot of fun. And they had a very nice place, you know, to stay. But the thing that kind of threw me a little bit, I'm just going to be honest, I could not, and I think other people have been in the same situation, be my authentic self completely. Because they were, they were lovely, lovely people, very uh, spiritual and very nice to me. But I had to, I, I just felt like the street dog that they let in to get out of the cold a little bit. You know, I couldn't be my authentic self. <laughs> That's a healthy sense of self. <laughs> I know. I, it's awful. You're married just, to their yeah. daughter. You're the father of their grandchildren, but you think of yourself as a mangy stray. <laughs> it's it's true, though. I don't think I'm alone in this, in this area. I found myself, my, my father-in-law, who was um, an ear, nose, and throat surgeon and very successful, and he was also one of the singers in the choir at the church. So when we went to service, there he is up there, you know, with the robe on and the whole thing. And I found myself saying things like in casual conversation. You know, Jack, one of my favorite uh, spiritual songs is How Great Thou Art. Uh, Elvis had a live version, which is is just incredible. You see, normally I... I wouldn't be saying things like that, you know, but I, I was stretching to try to relate to him a little bit. And I, I think it just, it wasn't a bad one. That one was not a bad one. But you felt kind of phony is what you're saying. I did. Yeah, I did. I really did. Um, I can't remember some of the other things I was saying, but I was trying to relate to him. I mean, he's in the world of medicine I'm a freaking radio personality, and he doesn't want to hear about any of that business, any of that silliness. 
And I, I found it my, I found myself saying, you know, I, I didn't know this this home, by the way, is and you have to say this every time you go to their house because it was magnificent. Um I was reading about what a hip roof is. You have a hip roof on this because I overheard him talking about hip roofs. To this day, I don't know what the hell a hip roof was. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying the hip roof is uh, is very unique for homes. Not many have it. And I'm going, Sh- just shut up. You know, just shut up. <laughs> In the middle, in the middle of the inquiry about hip roofs, I'm in my mind. I'm going. You know nothing about hip roofs. Why did you go here? What? Why did you go there? Why didn't you talk about crew neck sweaters and how much you like crew neck sweaters and not V neck sweaters? Anything but hip roofs, you idiot. I, I think that I that's that's one of the things. Like you <clears throat> always have tried so hard to um, meet other people where they are. And you and yeah. you find yourself, and it's a good exhausted. thing. You try so hard, but you find yourself exhausted and saying things like, "I've been reading about hip roofs," said no one ever. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And after the words are out, you can't call them back. You've got to commit. Oh, but you're I in know it now. Nothing about them, you know. Now, now you're a man who, in his spare time can't help but be fascinated by various roofing styles and it just so happens that you were reading about hip roofs again said no one ever and it was before google i couldn't google it like just before i was going to say it what the is a hip roof you know and then i would have had a little bit of background but it was the only thing i could think of at the moment and i don't know why i think it's commendable bob you should have said that hip roof is nice, but a groovy garden, that's where it's at, buddy. That's what you should have said. He would have loved that banter. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. he wouldn't well, have. Oh, wait, I know the man. He would not yeah. have. No, he, he wouldn't have, but I see where you're coming from. To stay in my own he, territory. Do you know what would have happened to Bob if he'd have done that? Jack would have paused for a moment and said, well, Bob, now I don't think I understand. <laughs> and that would have been worse than Yeah, anything. that's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Because I find that people who open people up for surgeries are very detailed and ask a lot of questions. I like that, yeah. though, in my surgeon. I do like it. Yeah. Like well, it. who doesn't? And then, yeah. Yeah. and then Bob would have said, you know, it's a joke because, like, it's a hip roof and a groovy right. garden. Groovy well, garden. I, I guess we don't share the same sense of humor, Bob. It would have been so bad, Lamar. You don't understand. It would have been. It would have been, been, been so bad. He would have, he would have stared at me and go, Jane, is dinner ready? And walked off. That, that would have oh, it would have been the worst. Yeah. It's Bob and Sherry. Can you believe this is sponsored by State Farm? Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I don't believe this shit. I believe this Well, the further we get away from COVID and all that kind of stuff, uh, mask and everything, the further we get away from that, the more the buffet comes back around. Buffets are beginning <laughs> to show up. Now, if yeah. you go they to are. a Christmas get-together. I've together, seen it too, Lamar. I've seen yeah, it. That's right. If, if you go to a Christmas get-together, if there's a lot of people, we talked about this at Thanksgiving, if you're serving a lot of people at your house, you've pretty much got to set it up like a buffet so people can get their stuff and, and keep moving. And there's always some unpleasant acts that people are getting freaked out about at the buffet. Well, I've got a list of the top seven acts 
that people are beginning to at least some people accept, okay, can get okay. past it. All right. Mm-hmm. Number seven, putting food back that you have already picked up. 14% of the people said, ah, I, can, I can do that. You know, I can, I, can, I can excuse that. If the guy in front of you just does that, 14% of the people say it's okay. So as I'm long as you're okay using the tongs or whatever, right? You pick the drumstick up, then you put the drumstick back. You're not okay with that. Why are you picking it Once up? You, Why you, you see yeah, it? Why are you yeah. picking it up? You don't want it. <laughs> yeah. Get out of the maybe party. You realized, maybe you realized you were being gluttonous or that you weren't really going to be able to finish it. And you didn't want to waste. No, I'm yeah. just, I'm, no that's I'm true. Trying to give, I'd be self-conscious about doubt. putting it back. Yeah, right? me too. Okay. I wouldn't do All right. it. All right. Number six, taking another plate before you finish the last plate. Now, does this mean, I want to make sure this is straight. So if I'm sitting down at the table and I'm eating and I'm getting down to the last little bit and I go, I tell you what, I know I'm going to want some more. And I get up and I go get a second plate. I, I don't, am I afraid somebody's getting that last piece of chicken or what are we doing on that? No. I mean, it depends on how generous the host is with uh, the amount of food, I guess, right? You gotta, yeah. you gotta kind of check that out, or be gonna talk well, dirty about you. Twenty-one percent of the people say they're okay with that. Jumping in line, like Bob, if you're behind somebody and you mm-hmm. jump two spots ahead of me, I'm not liking it. I'm not liking it because I had my eye on whatever it is you fixed to pick up hey, and eat. I, I, I'm not. Hey, liking Lamar. It. You're not liking it, but you better get used to it. Because if they're little <laughs> tiny meatballs and some shrimp, he's getting ahead of you yeah. in the line. It's every yeah, man yeah. for himself with those yeah. two things. I'm just going to yeah. tell you right now. Yeah, yeah 29% think... of the people are okay with that. No. Now, I don't like here's something. Eating while standing at the buffet table. You know how you go, you go along and you pick up something? Is it possible that maybe you've picked up a shrimp or something, you put it in your plate, and then... Before you move on, you take a bite of that to see if you want any more of that. What, are you an animal? No. Well, I'm just saying, how do I know? If this is something I've never ate before, how do I know I want five of them if, you know, I may want to pick one up and put it in my plate? This this is a holiday party, not a test kitchen. You know? (laughs) I'm telling you. you Well, 38% are okay with that. I'm okay with that. I don't care. I'm going to say, as long as you're not holding up the line, then you yes. do you. Yeah. Yes. 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 All, right. All, right. All right. All right. Number three, using your hands to pick up food items. Never. No, 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 no. All right. Here's my question on that, and I don't disagree. And 39% of the people say they're okay with this. Here's the deal. If it's bread or something like that, and all you're touching is your piece of bread that you're picking up, are you okay with that? I'm okay with that. My fault. One, two, one, two, and let's try that again in three, two, one. I'm okay with that too. Yeah, yeah there's not always tongs everywhere for stuff. So I, I think the bread thing, that's okay. Uh, number two is saving a space in line for a friend or a relative. Well, I mean, I, I think that's, I mean, this is not like a concert. You're not, you know, trying to get it ahead of somebody in the line. So I think that's good. 42% of the people for that. Now, this is the one that's going to get everybody. Number one, double dip it. Yeah, oh, no. No, no that is not. 
A hundred percent. 48% are going, I guess I can get by. No, 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 no. I can't do that. Unless, here's the deal. Double dipping in my house, my wife. Okay? My wife. Right. If, if, right. If, if, if I'm not kissing somebody on a regular basis, we're not double dipping in the dip or anything like that. We're not they have to leave the party. They have to. They have to leave right away and never be seen by us again. Lamar, I just can't believe like more than half of the people are okay I, with it. I, I was so I shocked at that. They're, it's like they're not happy with it, but they could let it go. <laughs> Double dipping ain't letting it go. No, ain't it's not. letting it go. It's not. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. All right, there it is. Behave yourselves. It's Bob and Sherry. Prizes, special guests, the Bob and Sherry Facebook Live Tree Lighting Extravaganza. This Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. Here's Bob and Sherry. When I was playing a lot of golf, I still play a little, but when I was playing a lot of golf at Christmas time, if anybody wondered what Bob wanted, it was a box of golf balls. They were always welcome. I knew what they were as soon as I saw the box, and I was happy. If you have a golfer in the family, whether it's your husband, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, your aunt, whoever the golfer is, get them golf balls and get them a lot of golf balls. As many as you can afford right now this season. Because in about two years, it's just been announced, the PGA Tour in America and also overseas has decided golfers are hitting these balls that are aerodynamic too far. The average pro is hitting it 317 yards. Now, as an amateur, if I got it 200, 225, that was a really good ball. They're going to demand for amateurs and pros that balls be redesigned within a couple of years to not fly as far because they're defeating every single course they play on and they say it's becoming a ridiculous situation. I hit a golf ball once that was an old golf ball from the period of when Jack Nicholas was king. It was like, and I, I used an old golf club. It was like hitting a rock. Today they compress and they go forever. So the balls that are out there right now at Christmas time are going to be so valuable to golfers. They're going to want to be able to hit them. And they're going to say when they play, uh, you know, with their friends, oh, yeah, this yeah, I got a new, new golf ball here. Is that cheating? I don't know. Never going to know. You're never going to know if your buddy's got a ball that's long or legitimate in a couple of years. But you don't want to be left behind. Get them. These balls, they'll be valuable down the road. This is Bob and Sherry. It's Bob and Sherry, the podcast. I've noticed that over the years, I'll get like a good Christmas where there's not a lot of pressure. And then I'll get two or three that are just over-the-top pressure pack. This year, it's kind of on, on the edge because I am helping uh, a relative who's trying to get through the uh, web of social security to make sure he gets enough money to stay afloat. And he doesn't know how to do this older person. And so the family is called upon me because who else do you turn to when you have to get into the uh, web of social security, the, the area, uh, the area of finance um, and that sort of thing. Who better than Bob? Yeah. I go with the man. 
who has great attention to detail and enjoy yes. and enjoys untangling a bureaucratic knot. And that's you. Patiently. That's me. Patiently exactly. untangling. Patiently. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I'm dealing with that. Once I finish the radio show, I'm doing that in the afternoon, trying to track it down, trying to help this person lives in another town. So I'm driving there too. And it's, it's, and then we have uh, Mary's kids coming in and uh, spending the uh, about a half a month with us. Uh, Mary's friends coming over for the, there's a lot going on and she has been feeding squirrels, uh, when she's not working in our front yard for the past two months. And she's now got a couple of squirrels that come up to her feet. Her, her object is to get them to jump up on her lap. She's done this before. It's just a thing with her. Well, I think I mentioned this. She's throwing peanuts out there. Crows are very smart animals, birds, and the crows have been beating the squirrels to the nuts sometimes. The crows also have been telling their crow friends, you got to get over to Lacey's house because there's free nuts from Georgia. We've got four or five big ass crows now that wait. As soon as I walk out of the door, I hear... Screaming at me, and then that's a call, and then three others show up, and they're all rah, rah. they want these damn nuts, and I don't always have them. So yesterday, I get the alert on my phone: don't uh, close the garage door. There's a crow in there, and now a crow is in your garage. In the, my garage door, in my garage itself. So now when I go out. And I back my car out because that's where I keep my car. I have to either make sure that it's closed right away or make sure I haven't closed a crow inside every time that I go out. This is too much for me right now. I don't need to worry about crow safety at this point of the year <laughs> or at this part of my life. So like I'm, I'm, I'm coming into my garage. I'm going, is there a crow in there? I'm expecting to see a crow come out with my leaf blower, you know, and just, you know, use it in his crow fashion, just blow the yard a little bit. This is not my doing. I did not want to have crow safety as something in my life at this point in my life. But I can't say to her, stop feeding your friendly squirrels because then I'm a real downer. I don't know what to do. I mean, you could, but you're going to hurt her feelings and sound like that guy. You know, you yeah, know, I mean, that's do you and I'm want trying, to? I don't, but I don't want to have to worry about a crow. And, and it also sounds like something creepy lot out of Edgar Allan Poe. Is there some sort of bad luck if there's a crow in your garage? There probably no, is. No, they're very, no, they're very, very smart. They're I know very, they're smart. Very smart. Because they're screaming at me when I come out of the house looking for peanuts. Every day. And now they're going, to, if I go to the back with a glass of wine at the end of the day, there's a crow that sits on the roof, the top of the roof that screams at me. Can I tell you Has what she... the Native American culture says about it? It yeah. says that crows are a sign of knowledge and law. Seeing one of these black creatures is often a mark of good luck, justice, or wisdom. Who loves justice more than you? Yes. Wow, I didn't know that. That is, thank you so much. No problem. Maybe you should start That's, feeding the crows. 
No, I'm not doing that. We've got enough of them around here. I got enough wisdom. I don't need any more wisdom. Don't put that in the book of Bob, please. Just, just oh, I'm sorry. I was writing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let her just finish yeah. what she's writing. Just let her finish. I know. What I she's didn't writing. mean to ignore you. I, I am just didn't. Pass out. I, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. What were you saying? Need I, I don't want to say anything right now. To be honest with you. More wisdom. Wisdom. Right, What's today? Today's to the thirteenth. Okay, I don't need any more wisdom. Kaka, kaka. All right. <laughs> well, kaka. It is truly the twelve days of Christmas for me, and on the first day, Bob doesn't need any more wisdom. It's Bob and Sherry. Don't miss Bob and Sherry's annual tree lighting on Thursday, December 14th at 7 p.m. Eastern during happy hour. Join Bob, Sherry, Max, Lamar, Heather, and Doc for a Facebook Live event full of holiday cheer. Plus, we'll be giving five lucky winners a holiday gift box that includes surprises from Check Feather and Down Company, Deanna Bean Children's Books, and more. Tis the season to celebrate with your online family at Bob and Sherry's tree lighting happy hour, December 14th at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Hello, I'm Captain Howie from the 112th Mobile Public Affairs Detachment, Wisconsin Army National Guard. I'm sending my holiday greetings to my friends and family back home. Here's Bob and Sherry. We got a message from one of our listeners that, well, let's just play it. Let's just play it. Hey, Bob and Sherry, this is Amanda from upstate New York, and I'm listening to the podcast where you're talking about the things that your spouses just do not want to hear anymore. And I'm just dying laughing because when I talk about your show to my fiance, he has the same reaction. He glazes over, he nods politely, he doesn't listen to a thing I'm saying. And it's to the point where I don't even have to call you by name. I just say on the podcast today, you won't (laughs) believe what I heard. And this poor man has to deal with this every single day. Love your show, you guys. Thanks. Bye. Oh, our legend is spreading. It's not just our own spouses. Now it's other people's fiancés. <laughs> what what she was talking about is we all, and you do this too. If you live with another human being or people, you do this too. There's a subject that you are fascinated with and obsessed with and love to talk about. And you can yeah. watch, you can watch the other person shutting down as soon as you bring it up. So for Bob, we were talking about this last week on the show for Bob, he cannot get married to sit still and listen to what a great rock singer John Fogarty is. But Bob, once you've told her once, why, why explain to us why you have to keep going back to the well? Because you're not getting the reaction that you want? Oh, yeah, that's part of it. But I just can't stop myself because I admire the guy so much. And it, it, it here's what irritates me. It irritates me that people don't ex- accept John Fogarty as one of the greatest voices in American music. Okay. Cause he, he has it. And it also irritates me that there are some young people that have, there are some people my age that have never seen the Godfather. The first two. But how many, at least. how many times can you tell her she, she heard you the first hundred times. Like, what is the reaction that she has to give you for you to stop bludgeoning her with John Fogarty? Um, she she needs to uh, study it, study him, and then reflect and agree with me. And how many times do, can I uh, do this? It's endless. 
It will never well, stop. And, listen, and now, feel- and now he's in the news again, singing with Dolly Parton. Remember we played I've, that song, singing yeah. with Dolly Parton. So I got a whole new thing there. I feel you because there's a subject, you know, that like we talked about last week that Kevin is so tired of hearing. And it's about the UAP UFO disclosure and the aliens. I mean, he's so sick right. of it. And for you, Lamar, it was. <sighs> cooking shows. My wife hates the <laughs> cooking show. I- oh, really? I'm surprised. Is it specifically about smoke and meat or all cooking shows? Every cooking show, especially about smoke and meat. <laughs> yeah. Because right. when I watch yeah. diners, drive-ins, and dives, my favorite part is not the interview and the people eating. It's how they did it in the kitchen. Well, my yeah, wife's that's true. going to do it, so she's not entertained by how they did it. She don't <laughs> care how they did it. She don't care how I do it, as long as I put it on her plate. <laughs> but food is so appealing to watch in every way. It's it's appealing to eat. It's appealing to watch some. It's satisfying to watch somebody cut stuff up if they're really good at it. To watch the thing, you know, in a in a in a uh, frying pan or whatever, you know, the flame comes up. It's 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 exotic. Kevin cannot understand why I watched Chopped. So like Thanksgiving week, I think it was a day or two before Thanksgiving, they had a Chopped mm-hmm. Marathon on the marathon. Food Network. And, yes. and in one of the baskets, they had duck liver, grape licorice, blue cheese lollipops. I mean, it was an assortment of like, ugh. and these chefs had to turn these things into like appetizers, entrees, and desserts. Yes. And Part of the reason you're watching is you do learn a lot, don't you think, Lamar? From Chopped, you're oh, like, absolutely. oh, it never would have, uh, it would never have occurred to me to put a caramel apple lollipop in my mashed potatoes. But damn, if no. that doesn't look good, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but, exactly. But he, he almost would rather walk into the room for a marathon of ancient aliens declassified than a marathon of Chopped. <laughs> he just God, can't. They are it. so lucky to have us. They well, are that's what so I say. Yeah. It's Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. I told Chad to stay with us. Chad Bauer's our news guy, and I told him to stay in the room with us because he's unfamiliar with one of mine and Todd and Max's favorite songs, It Must Be Santa Claus. I hate that song. Bob hates this song. Now, Chad, you grew up in South Dakota. Yes. And how how is it you don't know It Must Be Santa? Can you play some no. of it for us? He's getting it. Who, who did it? It must be Santa's Mitch Miller, right? Mitch Miller, boy, that's way. He's got a beard that's long and white. Oh, it's a, it's one of the worst Christmas no, songs. No, it doesn't sound familiar at all. Uh, here Let's it is. listen. Uh, here geez, we go. This is so awful. Come on, Todd. Who's got a beard that's long and white? Santa's got a beard that's long and white. Who comes around on a special night? Santa, Santa comes around on a special night. Special night, beard that's white. Must be Santa. Must be irritating. Must be Santa. Must be Santa. Santa Claus. Mitch Miller was a fascist. He was Santa wears boots. Santa's in the love red. Just enjoy the song. Long cap on his head. Santa wears a long cap on his head. Sing it, time. Cap on head. Suit that's red. Special night. Beard that's white. Must be Santa. Must be Santa, must be Santa, Santa Claus. 
Come on. How do you not know this? Come on, Chad. Let's go out for a drink. I, I've never heard it, and I'm, I'm kind of glad I never Sam's have. Got a big fat cherry nose. How can you not like this? I prefer Little Drummer Boy. I can still see Sister <laughs> Frances de Sales in front of my class. We had, we, we had, there was, there were motions that went with everything. Yes, Here, Sister Regina Carmel could do it. See, it was like the Macarena. It was kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> is this is this available with a video? I mean, if if somebody wanted to see what to do, can they go online? I bet there's something on YouTube. Do they even have television back there's when this a, song was current? There's a whole generation yeah. of kids who yeah. did this. At Christmas pageants at school. And it must have been a Northeastern thing or something that you been. missed it. No. It, never heard it. Well, I was brought up there. I don't remember this at all. I'm sure that we may have to get Sister Frances DeSales back in here to and show make us a video? how to make the Bob, video. Bob is such a must-be Santa hater, Chad. Well, I, I, I hate, can't say I blame him, really. I, I hate Mitch Miller. Yeah. Well, I do. I hate everything <laughs> about Mitch Miller. I mean, he was a, he was a, a guy who was on TV. He had a television. Wrong with you two? That is that is the most miserable song. It's, no, it's, it's it is so not. irritating that song. I can't stand that song. But I'm very particular about my Christmas songs. It's I only like certain it's ones. It's Punch up Janice. Where? What Janice? You don't know it must be Santa. Never heard it. It's what? very annoying. Isn't it? Thank you, Janice. Thank <laughs> you very much. Turn it down. Were we raised in some weirdo it's, camp? I think it's a nor- I really honestly think it's a, a northeastern thing. But you only like two Christmas songs. No, I like more than that. But there's... you don't like very many. You like Oh Holy like, Night. I like Oh Holy Night. Oh Holy Night, and then my you like Pavarotti. and then you like Run Run Rudolph by like Chuck Berry, and that's from the it. Home Alone and everything movie. else is clap. No, all I ask is to play those songs every year. It's like the Monster Mash around uh, Halloween. And then Bob, Bob's that's like, all I ask. And then Bob's like, oh, this song is so depressing. I just want to kill myself. Why? You're a mean one, Mr. Lacey. <laughs> I like up-tempo <laughs> Christmas songs that are not stupid. You're as only like as what you like, and everything else is crap. <laughs> That's You're a downer, a depressing song with minor chords and bummer lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> because I care about the people who are not having a good Christmas, and I don't want them. I don't want hey, them depressed maybe, with downer Christmas. Bob, maybe music. we want to sit in the dark and drink You're and stare at the Christmas tree with no presents Mr. under it, and think Reese. about how our parents made us You're suffer outside. while other kids enjoyed Christmas. Is my father? Is my father back from the grave? <laughs> you probably really don't like "I'll Be Home for Christmas." I hate that song. Yeah. And he doesn't like "Have Yourself a Merry Christmas." Those two. I'll turn the or radio off. Or any of the peanut stuff. No, I don't mind. You know, the peanut stuff is okay. How do you feel about "Up on the Housetop"? I like that one. You like that one? Yeah, That's I like, for, do you I like know that Sleigh one? Ride. Yeah. You do know "Up on the Housetop." Oh, do you yeah. know Dominic the Donkey? No. Let's get Dominic the Donkey. Oh, this is fun. Up on the housetop, reindeer paws. Out jumps good old Santa Claus. It's Gene Autry, isn't yeah. it? lots of toys. All for the little Look ones. Look at Chad Christmas head bobbing. Oh, 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 who 
wouldn't go? Oh, oh, oh. Who wouldn't go? Up on the housetop, click, click, click. Down through the chimney with good Saint Nick. That's a sweet Fine. little song. I like Fine. that. Let's That's do nice. this. Let's give Max a minute to find Dominic the donkey. Chad's never heard, never heard Dominic, Dominic the donkey. Heard oh, we yeah. have it. Listen to this, Chad. Hey, jingity jing. It's Dominic the donkey. Jingity jing. The Italian Christmas donkey. La, la, it's the Italian la, Christmas donkey. Uh, do you love it? La, 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 la. It's, it's better than that other one. La, la, la. Not a lot. Yeah. Because the hills of Italy are too steep for the reindeer. Oh, listen, listen. I see. Santa's got a little friend. His name is Dominic. The cutest little donkey, you never see him kick. When Santa visits his paisans with Dominic, he'll be. Because the reindeer cannot climb the hills of Italy. Oh. Very catchy. It's Dominic the donkey. And you've never, you've never heard this before. I've never heard that before. They don't play this of, in South Dakota. There a lot of Italians in South Dakota. <laughs> very few, very few paisans, I know. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry store. We know the holidays are coming. Don't wait to the last minute, then you'll straight be bumming. Cooking with Cat's Cookbook Package with a tacky apron. You can wear it anytime you're frying the bacon. The Bob and Cherry Store, it's really the bomb. Find it open 24-7 at bobandsherry.com. The shipping is for free. Spend over $75. Come on down to the Bob and Cherry Store. Give us a holler. Captain Martheline Kinnett. I'm currently deployed here in Eastern Europe. I'm from Columbus, Georgia, and I just like to say thank you to both my parents and all of my siblings for supporting me while I'm here overseas. Here's Bob and Sherry. So we were just talking about things that we can't stop talking to our spouses about, and they don't want to hear it at all. They're so tired of hearing it. I am looking at the worst album covers of all time. It's a site that I belong to. And there's a picture, a drawing of a guy. He's holding a vinyl record. His wife is next to him, and she's got a kind of smile on her face, and she's crocheting. I have told Sherry what the punchline from the woman is, so I'm going to read it right now for you. The guy is saying, Hey, honey, did you know that the opening chord from Hemispheres by Rush, the F-sharp major with the added fourth, and the flat seventh should really be named the Alec Lifeson chord because he invented that. Oh, kill me now. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> That's what yeah. they all think. That's what yeah. they think of us when I start on Fogarty or I start on The Godfather or whatever it is. You're allowed to tell me that once. Once. But if you tell me that every time a Rush song comes on, I have to leave you. You've given me no choice. I can't live like this. can't. In in my defense, I I mix it up a little bit. You know, I I, I don't try to get, you know, I I say different things about things that I'm interested in that she doesn't want to hear about. I don't know how I'm going to break myself of this because it's a terrible, terrible habit. And I'm not the only one. Obviously, Lamar's talking about cooking shows too much. Yeah, it's, it's, just it's tough. It's tough. Once. To Say it once. I know, I know. I know. This is Bob and Sherry. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.